Welcome to Coffee Time, a show about life, relationships, faith, and family. Here are your hosts, Dr. Andy and Rennie Bowman. Well, welcome to Coffee Time with Andy and... Rennie, and I am Rennie, so you must be Andy. That's the last I heard. (laughs) So, we would like to tell folks, get a deep seat and a tight hold, because it might get a little rough out there. Get a deep seat and a tight hold... Because it just might get a little rough out there. That was taken from what you told me all these years we've been married. You've told me one of your favorite stories about when you were a boy about, what, 11 or 12? Yeah. Your dad, who raised you on the farm with a love of horses, because you always have horses around, he brought home your little black horse named Joe. Yeah, he did. He uh, brought home and bought him real cheap and brought home a black uh, quarter horse and said, uh, Andy, you've been wanting a horse and this is Joe and he can be yours if you can tame him and break him. If you can tame him and break him, when you get that done, then Joe is yours. Exactly. So what did that entail? Well, I had to take care of him, feed him, water him, walk him, broke him to walk with a halter and follow me around and uh, how to get along with the rest of the family, the other kids, and how to get along with the other horses. And so we became fast friends. We developed a relationship. A relationship where he trusted you, you and loved you, and you guys had a relationship. Yeah. Well, then what? Then what you have to do? Well, after several months, he got a little older, and Dad said, I think it's time that uh, you try to break him to ride. And we really, we had a little place, but we didn't have enough room for just uh, breaking a horse. So we took him down to Grandpa's place, a few miles, several miles away, and and Grandpa said uh, we can get him broke to the saddle, and then we're gonna let you ride him. So breaking to the saddle, talk about that. Well, Granddad had an old saddle. He called it his breaking saddle since about 1920, and so over 50, 60 years he had had that saddle. We saddled Joe up. Now Joe was a, never had a saddle on him, so there's a weight on his back and a tightened cinch around his chest, and he was a little bit probably concerned. a little skittish and concerned with that being on him for the very first time in his life. Am I right? That's about right. And so I talked to him and spoke to him, and I walked him around the lot a few times just so he'd get used to just having a saddle on him, so it wasn't a big deal. Okay, so and you got that done. That went fine. Then what? Well, we took we walked out to the end of the uh, went through the gate into uh, a place that Grandpa had fenced off about five acres, and uh, made sure the saddle was right. Daddy kind of hoisted me up into the saddle and leaned over, leaned up to me, and said, "Now, son, get a deep seat, a tight hold." It's going to get rough out there. <laughs> Did you have any idea what he meant by that? I had no idea about the rough because this is Joe. We're friends. we got a relationship. It's no big deal. And so I'm sitting in the saddle, and Grandpa and Daddy walk away, and I can nudge Joe with my heels to take off a little bit, and we start walking, and we go, I don't know, 20 yards or so. And things were great. You thought, I have it made. I got this horse right where I want it, right? Yeah, and I thought, what were they concerned about? This is no big deal. And then... And then? And then we had a disagreement. Joe wanted, he thought he had had enough, and he wanted to go back to the barn. 
I wasn't ready to go to the barn. I wanted to show him who was in control here, and I forced him to the other direction, or I was trying to force him to go the other way. <laughs> what happened? Well, they told me later that I rode him really well the first three or four jumps. But then about jump five, Granddad said that uh, he went one way and I went another, and we parted company. <laughs> you landed on the ground. Oh, yeah. Very hard on my backside. And Joe just walked to the barn. And so Dad picked me up, dusted me off. I spit out about a half a pound of dirt, seemed like. And... Uh, trying to get the cobweb shook out of my head and he said you know what you got to do now i said no he said you got to get back on him and try it again don't give up don't give up yeah because it'll be worth it when you could get that horse to where you two can ride together yeah so we pulled got the horse back out there and they hoisted me up again and granddad leans up to me and says like i told you a while ago get a deep seat a tight hold and it's going to get rough again great so we made it about three or four more jumps and joe went to the barn i went to the ground we had come to an agreement that he did not like me on his back well, I've been married to you long enough to know that you finally, you and the horse finally came to an agreement enough that you had the horse and you rode that horse for a long time. So yeah. you must have found a way that you two could manage your relationship with you on his back. Well, about the fourth time that they put me in that saddle, I got a deep seat and a tighter hold and prepared for it being rough and clenched him with my knees and we made about four or five jumps and i stayed on this time and joe kind of looked around at me and saw that i was still on his back and we became partners then and we rode all over five acres <laughs> we are grateful here at coffee time for one of our best corporate sponsors it's Brinkley Farm Equipment Auctions. That's BrinkleyFarmAuctions.com in Idabel, Oklahoma, one of the nation's best and largest farm equipment auction services. You might get online and check them out. Tell Larry hello from Andy and Rainey. You know, that story reminds me in a little, in ways, of a marriage relationship or any relationship where two people have to get along enough, get away, get along well enough, and agree enough that they can get something done together. Yeah, uh, relationships are kind of like that. Sometimes in a marriage or in a boss-employee relationship, you kind of got to get a deep seat. You've got to be committed to the, what you're getting ready to do, get a tight hold to understand exactly where you're, where you're going with this, and it will be rough well, sometimes. Yeah, and and like it, your Joe and Andy relationship, he finally had to say, even though he was stronger than you, even though he was bigger than you, he finally had to say, I will let you lead. I could run all over you, but I will let you lead. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I've watched in our marriage, that 
I had to come to the to the a time where I had to say I could argue with you for the rest of our lives. I could disagree with you, and I could insist on having my way. But we're not getting anywhere because I'm pulling one way, I'm pulling east, and you're pulling west, and we're just stagnated. So I had to come to the point of saying, somebody's got to lead. And according to Scripture, you were to lead. So I made that decision. Yeah, it would have been easy with Joe for me to say, Dad, put it back in a lot. I'm done. I'm through with this. I'm going my own separate way, and I'll get another horse or whatever. But... That wasn't right. That wasn't the way to do things. And sometimes in uh, an employee relationship, you know, uh, marriage relationship, you got to decide that uh, somebody has to know enough about what they're doing to lead, and then someone, somebody else has to believe in that first person that, that they can lead. And there's something else that has to be decided there. Horse and rider or husband and wife has to decide, I'm not giving up. Exactly. I'm not going to go get another horse out of the corral and try again. I am not going to go get another husband and try again. I'm not going to give up. This is worth learning how to get along and letting one person lead while the other person gives him all the input to where he makes a good decision. And even if I don't agree with it, I'm still in this relationship. There will be mistakes made and we can live through it. Well... I think part of it with, with the horse or any other relationship was that uh, you don't, somebody doesn't mind following if the first person knows where they're headed and what they're doing. And, and Joe figured out that I wasn't going to hurt him, that I was going to be supportive and helpful, that I was going to take care of him and lead him. And um, he allowed me that privilege because, like you said, he was bigger and stronger and everything else. It's very much like a marriage because I have to trust you. I have to know that even if you make mistakes, you're not out to hurt me. And we're we're going to make it through. Well, good thing in our relationship, we've had a, a deep sea. And a tight hold. And there's times when it's got rough out there. But you knew where we were going, and you could trust me to lead, and... I, ex- I appreciated the, uh, the opportunity you gave me just to lead the family, and you were willing to follow. And I think that's about it we, today on our first broadcast, Reno. Well, I'm looking forward to the second one. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm looking forward to the second one. We hope you have enjoyed this and will join us again. And check us out at coffeetimecolumn.com. And in the meantime, people, get a deep seat and, and a, a tight hold because it will be rough out there. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And for even more from Andy and Rennie, visit coffeetimecolumn.com.